Everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Hope you all had a really great and safe Thanksgiving. I did. Just our family was here. We kept it safe. No entertaining, which meant more pie for me. I was in full-fledged beast mode last week. I destroyed the meal. Quite proud of myself. Guy I knew in high school, kind of a meathead, would always say he was going to eat so much that he puked and then eat some more. Uh, that doesn't sound healthy to me. But it was a philosophy I somewhat embraced this past week, sans the puking part. Not really down with that, but there was a lot of eating going on. Christmas lights were hung this weekend, despite it being 60 degrees here in Pennsylvania, so it felt really out of season, really weird this time of year. But I'm on track. Lots of Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping. Good times. All right, enough blather about me. Let's get to the stat line. Three data points to help you understand the health of the sports industry. Number one, 16,840 active jobs in the sports industry right now, posted on the number one job board, workinsports.com. You think that's puffery that I say it's the number one job board? That I'm boosting the name of our own company that I work for? Ha! The truth is in the numbers. Our closest competitors, one has 2,048 active jobs, the other has 922. We have 16,840. Where do you think you should spend your time? I think the answer should be obvious. Plus, you get lots more of me if you go to workinsports.com. Number two, 1,082 jobs added last week. Now, listen, that's a down week for us. It is down from 1,600 the week before, which makes sense. It was Thanksgiving week. Who among us says, well, now's the right time to publish our job opening? I mean, 1,000 people did. It's still not bad, but it's not as high as we usually get. But you'll see in the jobs that are coming up that I'm going to highlight, there's some really cool opportunities out there. And job data point number three, even with that down a de- decreased number of fresh jobs added this week, it's still an average of 155 fresh new sports jobs added each day. Good reason to come back to the site every day. Okay, three really cool jobs that stood out to me this week. Job number one. Director of Athletic Multimedia at Marist College in New York. I'll put the link in the show notes. I have to say, there is no better time to be a sports content creator. Seriously, there are so many opportunities. In this role specifically, you'll develop and produce video content, digital media, and marketing elements for the athletic department. You'll go to college games and create awesome content to share through digital channels, which is great if you're a a creative mind and content creator. Uh, Need more proof on the sports content jobs? Okay, just today, Director of Content for the Premier Lacrosse League, Social Media Director for the Drone Racing League, Director of Creative Strategy for NBC Sports, Video Content Creator for Pac-12 Network, Director of Social Media for University of Pittsburgh. (sighs) Those were posted in the last 12 hours during Thanksgiving week. There's a lot of jobs in content creation. Job number two. Partnership acted. Oh, let me try that again. Partnership Analytics Fellowship at NYCFC, New York City Football Club. I had to look at this one because a fellowship sounds really fancy and partnership analytics sounds interesting. So let me read a little bit about it for you. The Partnership Analytics Fellowship is a one year position within the Business Intelligence Group at NYCFC. The fellowship will focus on equipping the candidate with all the tools necessary to continue a career within multiple verticals of the sports industry, such as strategy and analytics, business intelligence, and sponsorship, sales, and service. Ding, ding. I've been saying this for so long. Business analytics 
is the wave you should be riding in sports. Okay. The fellow, which sounds gender, I don't know. It sounds like it's kind of got a gender tone to it, but I don't know that that's the case. I have to look at that grammatically. The fellow will research and discover new prospects for the partnership sales team to pursue by identifying and creating individual company profiles, performing category analysis, and tracking industry trends. So again, business analytics. I keep telling y'all, business analytics is where it's going. I'm not smart enough for it, but you might be. Job number three. Okay, sales jobs are on the rise again, so I'm not gonna get super specific. I'm I'm gonna give you some. They're up 10% week over week. And I think the news of a vaccine on the horizon is really telling teams the time is now to start adding staff for the coming spring when things could start to open back up again. Remember, jobs are predictive. They tell you what is happening in the eyes of the marketplace three to six months from now. Because if you're an organization posting a job for sales staff, that means they think things will be improving in three to six months for tickets, partnerships, and sponsorships. Why three to six months? Well, because when you post a job, it takes you at least that long to hire someone. You know, you go through the process of, you know, getting uh, interviews set up and reviewing, re- well, reviewing resumes and setting up interviews and going through that process and whittling down the list and have multiple people talking to them and then HR processes and then training and then actually being ready, them ready to function in the role is like a four month process, four to six months probably. So that's why we say that it's a predictive indicator. You know, if a job is posted, that means what they think they need three to six months from now. So I'll list a couple jobs to prove my point. Director of Sales for FC Tucson, Florida Panthers Account Manager, Saints and Pelicans Inside Sales Team Hiring, Greenville Drive Account Executive, Minnesota United Account Executive for Season Tickets. The jobs are out there, people, and we're starting to see the sales jobs coming back, which is a really good indication of revenue, which is what we need more in the sports industry. Not about a greed thing, but it's like the sales are what generates the revenue. The revenue is what pays for everything to happen. So you need that. And that is the stat line. And you should be feeling good when you hear it. Okay, let's get into today's question. It comes to us from Bradley in Virginia. Hi, Brian. I'm a big fan of your podcast, and I have learned so much from a tactical and strategic standpoint. I am very much appreciative of your attitude toward providing actionable advice. But I'll be honest, I love it when you speak in a very human way, when you talk about life and perspective, attitude, experiences, and give us a real-life view into your mentality. My question to you is a bit of a challenge, one I hope you will accept. I'm about to engage my first serious job search as I am graduating in the spring. Where do I need to get myself mentally to be successful in what lies ahead? Bradley, I'll be honest, this may be one of my favorite questions to date, and I'm glad to take on this challenge. Quick side note, one of the funniest things I, I don't know, I think I've ever seen is, uh, and that's probably hyperbolic, but you get the idea. I was driving one day in a neighboring town, and there was a warehouse, and leading up to political season, they put out a big sign that said, no signs in yard. Big sign, like telling everybody, don't post here, right? And somebody took a small, small, small sign and posted it right next to it that just said, challenge accepted. (laughs) That made me laugh in its subtlety. And it's like, they didn't just throw out a political sign. They literally put a sign that said, challenge accepted in the no signs on yard challenge, as they put it. I don't know. That struck me as very funny. Okay. 
I'm getting off topic. Let's go back. So sometimes I fear, to Bradley's point about the type of questions he likes me to answer, sometimes I fear going astray from real tangible advice, you know, something that you listen to and know exactly what to do, because I don't want to sound like a self-help book. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm getting too, uh, you know, just into the mental perspectives or the touchy-feely or the, you know, something that you can't really do anything with, but it might help you frame your mind. Um, I don't really like to, I don't always talk about those things that often because I know you guys strive for like, what do I do? Tell me what to do. What is the answer? Give me something black and white. And some of the mental stuff can be kind of gray and touchy feely. But in truth, even though I don't do it very often, I kind of love discussing the broader realities of the world and how to survive within this mental minefield. I think that sometimes framing your mind around what's coming or what's happening or learning from past experiences or applying them to other things is really, really important. So I'm glad to be able to have this conversation. Now, again, this discussion may not be quite as step by step, you know, as actionable as others, but it will be honest, very, very, very honest and raw. So if you want to get yourself ready for the job search process, Bradley, you need to understand this first. The job search process is brutal. It's brutal. You will approach graduation with the thought you are different. And all those people who struggle aren't you. All those stories you hear, like this one, they don't apply to you. You'll get hired because you are you, and you have value to add. That will be your mentality, and it will be the mentality of most of the people listening out there, and that's okay, okay? I tell everybody all the time, if you have the right skills to match the needs of your industry, you will be in a good position. That is true, but it isn't the whole story. Even having the exact right skills doesn't change the brutal nature of job searching especially for your first job when you have little to no brand. You aren't a known commodity. You aren't known within your industry. You aren't a proven commodity. You don't have many referrals or accomplishments. You are literally a lump of clay. Some pre-forming, maybe you're starting to take a little bit of shape. Some are just a big old hunk of mass waiting to be sculpted. The first thing you need to realize is that this process will destroy your confidence and deteriorate your self-esteem if you let it. You will expose yourself to critique. You will be ignored. You will be cast aside. There will be bad news. You will receive rejection letters. You'll get form email responses saying a company is going in another direction where they're higher, even though you think you were the perfect match. The confidence you started with, where you thought, this is going to work differently for me than I've heard it work for everybody else, about a month in, will start to falter, and the reality will hit you hard. You'll start to wonder about paying rent, buying food. Do you have to move home? Will everyone be disappointed in you? Are you a failure? You'll start to be riddled with self-doubt. Now, there are literally hundreds of episodes of this podcast you can listen to for practical and tactical advice on how to prepare for the job search. Working on your social media profiles, informational interviews, resume strategies, how to write a cover letter, personal branding, networking, interviewing techniques, we've got them all. But the most important advice I can possibly give you is to have unstoppable faith and belief in yourself. All the things I just listed seconds ago, right, and have taught you how to do throughout your experience on this show leads up to this moment, this moment you're in right now. It comes down to your ability to maintain your faith and belief in yourself no matter how challenging it gets. 
Now, if you have done all the things we have taught, you have every reason to stay feeling confident through all the shitty things that will happen to you on your job search. I am a very strong believer that confidence comes through preparation, right? The more you do towards your goal, the more steps you take, the more things you execute, the more things you perfect, the more confident you should feel. Use the classic test example. You have a final coming up. You paid attention all semester and you studied hard. You have every reason to feel confident going into the test because you prepared. If you did none of those things, you will likely have anxiety dreams the night before about showing up to music class without any clothes on. Yes, that is an oddly specific anxiety dream, one that I still have to this day whenever I am unprepared for something to come. It's always music class. I don't know why that is. And sometimes I'm completely naked and other times I have like a washcloth and that's it. Anyway, (laughs) it's getting really strange. The point, if you do all of the steps, you gain the right experience, you network, you conduct informational interviews, you do great internships, you have a stellar resume and cover letter, and you're ready for any type of interview question, the job search process will still be brutal. But you have to remain confident and have faith in yourself because you did prepare. The key to surviving this process, having a belief in yourself that is real, that is powerful, that is able to withstand all the crappy things that are on the horizon and persevere, to have faith you have done things the right way, and you aren't just hoping for something magical to happen, you are ready to jump on stage and perform. Okay, personal story. You've all heard me talk about how I graduated college and got hired at CNN Sports Illustrated. Well, I'll be completely honest with you, there was about three months in there in between those two things, and that was some of the hardest times of my life. I was living off campus my senior year of college, had four roommates, little house, great time, right? Started applying to jobs in about February, planning to graduate in June. I wanted to work in sports television and I didn't get any bites for months, not even nibbles. And I was willing to go anywhere for a job. So it wasn't like I was only looking in Philadelphia or I was only looking in Boston or I was only looking in those places I was really comfortable with. I was willing to go anywhere. I didn't have places circled on a map anywhere. It was all an adventure to me and I got nothing. So I expanded my search and started applying to jobs in wider industries. Started looking into news, magazines. I think I even applied to a job at the Dairy Association, if memory serves me. It was like a communications role. I literally graduated with nothing, no firm leads. I was working at Eddie Bauer at the mall, applying to jobs in my field while also wondering, oh shit. Am I going to have to go into manager training at my mall job? Am I going to go from earning beer money through college while working at Eddie Bauer to actually making this into a career out of necessity? That scared me. I hit a moment where it made no sense to stay at my place at school, and I made the hard decision to move home. Panic was high. I lost confidence, all of it. I was in a bad place. I moved home to Massachusetts. My parents had downsized after my brother and I went to college. So now I was returning to a strange home in a strange town. None of my friends were there because we moved to a different place. And I was transferring to the local Eddie Bauer store. Things were not working out as I had planned. It was two weeks after I moved home that CNN Sports Illustrated called me for a phone interview. And the rest is history. My point in all this is that I did everything I could to be prepared for the moment, and it was still brutal. But in the end, I got the job and the career I wanted because I had done all the preparatory steps. And that's why I go through with such detail about actionable advice, the things you should do. Because if you do those things and you have the right skills, eventually, 
for me, my activities and choices resulted in a positive experience and it will for you as well. But the process is brutal. I still have nightmares about losing my job and being unable to support my family to this day. Yes, I am a neurotic person. My big picture advice, as if I haven't already made it clear enough, is to realize right now, frame your mind around this, that your job search will be hard. The rejection will feel personal. The denials will seem misguided. Like, how could they not consider me? I'm a great candidate for this. You must tell yourself right now that you've done the right steps. You've made the right choices. You've taken the right classes and learned the right experience and actions. And you have every reason to stay confident. Don't take anything personally. Learn from each experience, each interview, each rejection. Tweak your approach, broaden your search, but don't stop believing in yourself. Self-doubt is what will ruin you. This will be, right now, framing your mind, this will be a test of your character and internal strength. So tell yourself right now, before you get into it, that you are going to win this battle. Okay? Because that's what this is. I'm not trying to over-dramatize things. I'm just trying to be real. This will be hard and you need to tell yourself right now that you will persevere and you will win and you are prepared. And if there's things you can do right now to make you feel more prepared, do them, but don't leave. Don't lose faith in yourself. All right, everyone. Great question, Bradley. Thank you for submitting it. Thanks for listening and sharing our content. Please subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming podcast, the best way to do it, connect with me on LinkedIn and message me. It's, I'm on it all the time. I'm there throughout the day. People are always saying to me, I'm so surprised when I message you, you respond like right away. Well, you know, I kind of got it open on my screen a lot throughout the day. Anyway, my point is, if you want a question answered, if you want to be involved in this show, submit your question to me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, happy holiday season, because I'm feeling in the mood this year, despite 2020 being a complete ball of crap. I am feeling merry. Thanks, everybody.